今次の放送は3時夜晩のための晩放送ポッドキャルチアポッドキャストですこの番組はグランドスパンダーやりくの台風の敵を日程送りますこんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こんにちは、こ And with me tonight, I guess you guys should introduce yourself. Go ahead, guys. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. And I am Baron String. I mean, Tony Tanklaw. Sorry, sorry. Get your, get your dirty hentai tentacles away from me, Baron. I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into this. I guess I'll just start out by saying that I have seen this whole series. Like, I'm the one who suggested I thought it would be a good. Kind of introduction to Sentai, especially for some of those who may not have seen a lot of it, especially since it has elements from Power Rangers, like I mentioned. But we'll just go ahead and jump in. Like, you know, what did you guys think of this episode? Like, what did you think of some of the characters that were, you know, introduced and concepts and such? I, I think one, one of the things that will really like take fan holes listeners out of like the Power Rangers universe for a second is, is we, we have costumes nobody's ever seen on like the TV show. In America, Die Ranger like, and Power Rangers, they just use the same ones from Zoo Ranger. And in Die Ranger, they have completely different costumes. And like, that's, that's kind of cool because, like, you know, you, you get to see like, it, it's the same thing with the ninja. And we'll go into that later when we go further into Sentai Saturdays. But it was kind of cool seeing different costumes. I, I guess, I don't know if Derek would agree, but the first like, few minutes, it was just like, Oh, my chan! You, my chan! <laughs> Well, yeah, it was, I, I, I've seen some of these before, but it's been like a really long time since I've seen any episodes of Die Ranger. So this is almost, you know, almost like brand new, even though I know I've seen probably a couple episodes of this. I thought it was really fast paced. I mean, again, kind of like what we were talking about on Kakaida, it's like they, they get into the action pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, you know, it, it's not a few minutes into it and already, I guess Ryu is his name, is the lead character and he goes on to be the, the Ryu Ranger, which I guess in, you know, I guess American Power Ranger vernacular would be the Red Ranger. And his little sister gets kidnapped right away and it's like, you know, it's just like, kind of like, okay, he's like, you know, Bussing dishes or whatever, you know, he's a busboy, and then all of a sudden he goes outside and is like, his sister Yumi's there, and Yumi's like, hey, big bro, and he's like, hey, little sis, and then uh, the next thing you know, there's like this big hentai tentacle that comes out and scoops her up, and he's like jumping after her and dodging cars and stuff. Actually, I was going to ask, like, do you guys think like some of the the stuff in this was influenced at all by Jackie Chan? Because I kept thinking like the way the the Ryu that character kind of was jumping around and kind. Of doing Pratt Falls, but it's kind of like Kung Fu Pratt Falls. So it kind of reminded me a lot of, of Jackie Chan, but I wasn't sure if anybody else thought that while they were watching it or not. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's kind of an everyman character at the beginning. He does kind of like. You know, he's kind of got those wacky expressions yeah. as, as stuff happens, you know, whether he's like trying to like grasp onto a hentai tentacle that's like getting 
sped through the forest or whatever, yeah. or whether he's like trying to roll out of the way of cars and dodge stuff and yeah, everything. Or when cool. the when the you know, I guess skipping ahead when when he meets like that guy, the old guy Kaku or whatever. Like when 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 he's using the chi force to like throw like machete knives at him and everything. You know, just the whole look in his eyes when he's like, oh, you know. Yeah, like, he's not badass. He's like scared for his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not you know, it just it, it kind of seems like a little more comedic you know, in ter- in tone than, than, like, the knife's going to actually, like, you know, puncture him in the head or something. It's more, like, kind of, like, wacky, like, I got hit by a car, you know, kind of thing, as opposed to, like, you got hit by a fucking car, dude, you know? Like, you know, that's that's kind of, like, my my take on some of it. So I was like, okay, you kind of know what you're in for. Like, this is all kind of cartoony stuff, you know, like the, the little guys on the bikes are, are driving around, you know, and I'm kind of like, look, it's like the biker shorts patrol. And then they all turn into the, the Gorma foot soldiers and everything who kind of reminded me of like, I, I thought like if Grendel was going to be <laughs> yeah, very in, in like, in like a, a sailor moon, like, episode or something like that's kind of what the Gorma foot soldiers look like you know it's like they're kind of sleek they're they're in skin tight you know spandex type looking material but then they have this weird like little pink thing uh, in their chest where it's like oh they they kind of look like they should be like henchmen for the penguin or something i don't know what well, but yeah, yeah they're like in tuxedos and like their their faceplate is white except for lips it's like completely white except for lips one one thing I was gonna like mention is like again Japan does this a lot and I, I guess that's just you know the difference between Sentai and Power Rangers obviously is like you will find this out later on in the series like later on in the episode but like you have this kid with a yo yo and he's sitting there like you know you know I love is good he's seen this song about love you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, I, I, I kind of called him the, the blue cupcake singy kid or whatever, because he's like sitting there going like, Oh, you got the, and you're kind of like, oh, so he's kind of like creepily singing and like playing with his yo-yo, but you know, it's just, I don't know. It just yeah. you're like you know something's off about him. Yeah, he's got these big coke bottle glasses. As an audience yeah. member, you're not quite in the know about why they keep cutting to him until you know. I guess I you know I don't know like spoilers, but you know since we're discussing the first episode, you know uh, in the first episode he ends up becoming revealed as I guess the first monster that the Die Rangers fight, yeah, which the is Gormai. you know. Baron String or whatever, so and that's why he's, you know, I guess the yo-yo is like an extension of his stringy hentai tentacles that go around the city, <laughs> kidnap people or what have you. Like I, 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 one of the notes I made, which I thought people might find funny, is like I, I love the one shot where it's like the hentai cam shot, where like you know, like because he's he, he basically like I guess Ryu goes after it because he's trying to like catch his sister before she gets like dragged away and then she gets dragged like underground so then you're like oh shit i hope this isn't too heavy like it's not like you're watching the host that korean yeah, movie it, it seemed to like for like, like yeah. she's gone forever or whatever so so she gets you know dragged under this hole and you don't see her after that for a while and and so you're like oh shit what happened to her and then and then and then it starts chasing after him and at that point he's like oh shit well i fucked up i didn't save my sister now i gotta just save my own ass and he's like running away but it's funny how they have the sort of like the the hentai cam tentacle 
cam because it's like it, it's, it's clearly just from behind him, you know, and it's just you know they're they're they put it on a dolly or something like that, and they just like zoomed it right towards him running away and everything. So I thought that was a funny little shot. Yeah. Uh, as far as like creepy kids go, like get ready for more of that. Like I'm not spoiling anything for you guys or listeners or anything, but there are more creepy kids to follow. One of them will kind of like be a recurring character. And as far as, like, more, I don't know, perverted stuff or, like, hentai, edgy stuff, like, when Kiba Ranger shows up, you'll see a lot more of that because, you know, I've said this on, like, probably the main show and that sidecast we did, me and Tony did, with Power Rangers. Kiba Ranger's a little pervert. You know, he's like a little, I don't know, 10, 12-year-old kid, and he's always trying to look up the Pink Ranger skirt and all this <laughs> stuff. There's so a lot this, more of that. This is, this is who, I guess, like, to, to put it in my... My brain patterns. Kiva Ranger is who would become the White Ranger yeah, on yeah, America. The, the White Ranger is the basically. only Die Ranger costume they actually used. Yeah. Right, right, and and so and well, I guess it might be good to talk about all the different characters. I mean, this is the first episode. I mean, eventually that character Ryu, once he loses his sister, goes and meets that old sage guy with the John Lennon glasses. <laughs> well, and then, that that was the funniest thing about the whole episode for me. That made me laugh like incredibly hard. I don't know why. But like the this this kid is getting attacked by this tentacle and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, he's having a really bad day, and then out of friggin' nowhere, the red dragon shows up and just snatches him up and takes him away, and I'm like, man, he's having a really shit day. Yeah, well that that's what I mean about everything being so like fast paced. Like it's not like they go into any explanations about you know the red dragon or the hentai tentacle or anything. Yeah, you just, just, you know, just kind of have to roll along with all these kind of wacky punches and everything so you know whether it's a yo-yo kid or a you know red dragon or, or what have you you know and then so then then he i guess that guy ryu gets introduced to all those yeah Kaku, the, or, the, the other yeah. kind of die rangers or what have you so i i kind of wrote this down just in case we needed to talk about it but it's like he he gets introduced the the old john lennon glasses wearing guy's name is kaku and and he starts talking about like i guess if you're if you're familiar with like dragon ball z and stuff he starts talking about you know harnessing your chi force you know your chi power and stuff master roshi yeah yeah, basically just, you know, holding your hand out, and then this big gust of wind comes and knocks the poor guy off his feet and everything. And then he's introduced to Shoji, Kazu, and Daigo, who are, like, the other male Die Rangers. And Daigo seems to me to be the kind of that guy type, where he's going to be, like, the Wolverine type guy who's going to always want to, like, sort of butt heads with the leader or something. That's just kind of the vibe I get, that he's going to be, like, a pain in the ass of the team or whatever, but I don't know if that comes to pass or not, but that was my kind of first impression of him. Cause he's kind of, you know, he's kind of standing in the back all aloof. Like, yeah. you know, the other guys are kind of like, Hey dude, bro, let me help you up. And the other guy's like, yes, we must all work together and shake hands and shit. And the other guy's just kind of like, yeah, fuck off. I'm dying you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm way behind with master John Lennon here. Or yeah, whatever, even strikes you know. a pose. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so. it's like the, I, I'm trying to remember the, like the colors. Well, well, what I've called, what I call them is, is baseball guy because he had a baseball jersey on. He's kind of like the, he's kind of like the you know, hey man, what's up, bro? You're really cool. I hope you like do good. But don't get in my way. Ha ha ha. It's all right. And he's like the Yankees uh, fan. So talking about Soji the Blue Ranger. Yeah, yeah. He's talking he, about Soji. He's, I don't know. Like I don't want to like you know spell anything, but he's the one who I would kind of say is the Wolverine. Like Daigo is kind of a cool guy, and he has this really oh okay. You know, Daigo, the Green Ranger, he has a really cool story 
coming up later on in the series. It's kind of a reoccurring story that I, I really like. Like Daigo's one of my favorite, but Soji, like he's kind of a jerk. Like usually when there's something going on, he's like he's the Wolverine. He's like, all right, bub, we're gonna go to do this because this is what I want to do. And if you're not with me, then you're against me. He's Oh, that, that's kind of interesting because I, I kind of picked him up as maybe he was the nicer guy because he, he's like the first one who offers his hand to Ryu after he gets knocked down. So I thought, oh, he must be an okay guy. Yeah, but he's kind of a dick about it, though, if you listen to him. He's like, you know, like, hey, you did all right, you know, champ, whatever, but uh, don't get in my way or I'll mess you up, you know. He's like, mm. don't get in my way or whatever. And then there, there's the other ranger. I guess he's the yellow ranger. And he's... Uh, he, He's kind of like the bookworm. He's kind of like the more, like, you know, kind of like Leonardo, like, kind of soft-spoken one, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. His backstory is, like, he's kind of a hairdresser, so, like, I don't know. Like, I always thought that was kind of weird. But, uh, yeah. Well, you know, he, he is he is the Yellow Ranger, so. <laughs> yeah. But he, he uses that, you know, me and Tony were talking about this earlier. He uses drunken, you know, drunken master style, which I always really like. I usually like any kind of character, or especially on Power Rangers or Sentai. You know, there's several rangers throughout Sentai who've been, you know, drunken master style, like Yellow Ranger from Five Men. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was really kind of cool, though, that like, Kaku is basically, like, he he, he, he is our he's our Zordon, basically. He, I always thought of him as, like, Professor Xavier, and if you think about that, you know, like Derek was saying a while back, there's, like, you know, good, cool, you know, Professor Xavier who's like, all right, to me, my X-Men, you must learn about this, you know. Kaku's yeah. kind of like that. But he's also like kind of again. I don't want to spoil anything, but he he also has that kind of like man. Professor Xavier is a jerk. Like I wonder like why he's such <laughs> a jerk. Like what happened to him in his past? So you'll see more of that later on. But he, he well, even in the first in the first episode, he does that. He like just like wings a fucking machete at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is he is throwing like knives at the guy and trying to like knock him off his feet with cheese. So he's not exactly like the the friendliest guy in the world. He's kind of like, hey, you're gonna come fight with us and help us do shit. And by the way, let me knock you off your feet and throw some knives at your head. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I guess that brings us kind of to the second act of the show where it's really funny. More or less, all the male rangers have to go pick up the pink ranger at the airport. <laughs> well, they they kind of introduce like some of the villains, I guess. Some more of the oh I yeah, guess, yeah. I would assume the the Gorma, you know, higher up villains because they have the little name tags for the, it's it's Lieutenant Colonel Gara, who apparently is a cone headed lady, and then and then they also introduce Colonel Suya Zamu and Major Zaidos. So I guess they're they're part of the, the Gorma hierarchy. I don't know if, is, is Gara like the highest one there, or is there somebody above her eventually? No, it actually would be more like Shadam would be in the, one, the one who's in charge of like those three. Like you'll see a lot more. Piece, right? Yeah, he's got the little like ring around his eye. Yeah. You'll see more about the little, you'll see more about like that group's dynamic and the Gorma hierarchy because they have like, you know, there's way more guys above them. Oh, okay. But, like, a little note about Gara is, like, she previously pe- played a villain in Live Man, so it's kind of neat to see her again. Okay. I will say this about Fan Holes listeners. Are you used to the guys being in giant rubber suits like uh, like Lord Zed or used to, like, you know, Clock King, yeah, not Clock King, but the Machine King? All these guys are really elaborate costumes. No, we're going on a full S&M bondage gear now. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of kind of weird. It, they definitely do have that feel. They, they feel more to me like, like the aliens in, like, Godzilla films. Yeah. You know, like, they're not quite really aliens. It's just, like, a hot-looking Japanese chick with some, like, 
funky cone-headed appliance and some, what? some you know, uh, brightly colored eyeshadow and makeup and this and that and the other thing. But it's not like, it's not like you're looking at it going, oh, my gosh, what an alien being. It's more like, oh, there's some, you know, nice-looking Japanese lady dressed up, like, in, like, gold, yeah, it's lots you know, of, bikini lots of, bra or something. You know? It's lots of leather and vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's interesting when you like compare it to Zoo Ranger, which was a previous show, like they had a lot of uh, suit actors. It's like you had crap. I can't well, think of the name. I forgot um, his name, but uh, the, the guy who played like Lord Vile or whatever, like Rita's dad, he was the main villain, right? Well, Master Vile actually comes from another Sentai, Sentai series completely. He comes from Kaku Ranger. Like he's the, oh no no yeah 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 it, it was it was fucking it was fucking Rita Repulsa yeah 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 you're right yeah but like. <laughs> In Zoo Ranger, you have Bandora, who most of you would know as Rita Repulsa. She's like really the only human, I guess. Like you have, I guess, who you guys would know as Scorpina. Like, but she also, you know, she can transform. But like, just about every other like villain in Zoo Ranger is like some kind of like elaborate, you know, costume or some kind of like. Yeah, like like the henchman. Uh, what's it? What's it? Oh God, I can't believe I can't remember my Power Rangers right now. You know who he is? Dogface Gold Guy. Goldar. Goldar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goldar is 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 yeah. He's in, he's in that one, right? Yeah, that's that's a good quiz question. Who is the dog faced gold guy? <laughs> yeah. gold. Who is Goldar? Yeah. But but some yeah. of these seasons, some of them rely more on. I don't know if it's for like budgetary reasons or not, but some of them have more like you know suit monster looking guys, and some of them have more like just. Sometimes yeah. your bad guys will just be like regular looking people with like weird makeup, and they have like maybe spandex with like leopard stripe print over it, and you're like, what is this? Like, this is the bad guy. Like. It's, sometimes it's kind of jarring, but yeah, the the, the bondage like, for these guys, it's like it's really kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. So so getting back to what Tony was saying though about the guys picking up the girl from the airport, what what I guess is going on is that all those Gorma foot soldiers are are really disguised as like this biker short gang or something. Yeah, so <laughs> In biker shorts, you know, and then all of a sudden they sort of honk their horns and turn around and all these guys in, in biker shorts on bikes like start assaulting her. And she seems to do a pretty good job at first. Like she's kind of, you know, using her chi almost like yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's, you know, the master. Yeah. Like she seems pretty, pretty adept, but she knocks most of them away. But then like I guess one guy does like a back wheel or something and like smacks her in the head. And then and then the other die rangers show up and then they're gonna like help her out and everything. And then, then the t- so. tuxedo army shows up on bikes. They, they they all the same guys who are on the bikes are still there. They just all turn into these tuxedo gorma soldiers. And so her, I think her name is Rin, but it, it sounds like I I don't know. I'm just trying to gather like they they say hello to her in Chinese. So I'm guessing maybe the reason why she wasn't with them initially was. Because she's Chinese or something like I don't I don't know what the deal with that is, but they, they unless it's just like one of these wacky Japanese things where they say like thank you and they just you know because that uh, you know kind of when they say hello to her they they say ni hao you know like so yeah that'd be a Justin like, question again I don't know about that I'm trying to remember they're picking her up from the airport I think she flew in from China but I I don't think she's Chinese like I know like later on her grandfather Maybe she just studied there or something I think, I'm I don't trying know. to think like I'm. I'm pretty sure, like her grandfather is Chinese, because once once he comes in, there's like there, you'll get into more of her backstory, and he's he's fairly important okay. to the story. But I I can't remember right off. It's been a while since I watched this. Yeah, okay. but then then you have your your prerequisite fight scene, the good guy. Well, because the 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 yo-yo kid comes back and does his morph into 
Baron Von String or whatever his name. Baron String, yeah. Which, uh, if I'm incorrect, and Justin will correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he the bicycle pump monster in Power Rangers or the inner tube monster? (laughs) Probably, I can't remember. Like, you know, you know, because they take footage from, you know, G Ranger, Die Ranger, and Cocker Ranger, and they mix it all up into Power Rangers. The first three seasons, it's hard to like keep some of that straight but like yeah i was gonna say like you'll see some really bizarre monsters in die ranger like i mean you know you always hear me talk about or joke about the purse monster purse monster is real and you'll see him later on in this series yeah actually uh if you listen to us fans next episode so. <laughs> nice Pur- purse monster is coming yeah yeah but uh but yeah you have lord lord string uh, baron string excuse me uh, i shouldn't call him lord but I'm, I'm all about the lords tonight Baron's string, and he he does his his wackiness where he attacks him, and then of course you have. I like I like how he does use random English because I think my favorite thing in the thing was when Baron String. Baby. I think they're like I'm gonna fight you, and he's like, "Come on, baby!" You know, and I was just like, "That's pretty funny." Yeah, I also like how Kaku keeps calling them guys. He's like, and everything will go to hell. The universe will be destroyed. All of humanity will be eliminated, and you guys as well. So they they actually you know morph into the Die Rangers to fight him. So I guess this is the first time you see them use their. I guess they call it an aura changer. Yeah, so they, I, I, I don't know if I don't know if that's like enhancing their existing chi force or what that's doing. But basically, if if you watch Power Rangers, I guess it's their you know their morpher or what have you. You know their aura changer, and so they all you know become like the. What the Ryu Ranger, the Shishi Ranger, the Tenma Ranger, the Kirin Ranger, and the 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 Hoyo Ranger or something? I don't know if I'm saying yeah, that Hoyo. right. But. Hoyo, yeah. Shishi just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh on why Shishi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, I don't know why. I have no an explanation. Just Shishi Ranger. But yeah. But they they they, they cut the string and then they they fight. I, I guess it's, it's it's important to note that you folks listening. You know, spoilers. You will have to listen to the next episode if you want to find out the ending because they do fight the the Baron, the String Baron, Baron String, but it doesn't end there. But they do get a couple of good licks in. There's a lot of fighting in this, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was interesting that I mean, eventually it sort of comes down to like a one-on-one fight between the Ryu Ranger and Baron String. Essentially, like the other guys don't do a whole hell of a lot, and it's like mainly like kind of like he pulls out his sword and his going up against him and cutting off his tendrils and things like that. And then he does, like, some sort of special flame attack or whatever. And and then that, that he does actually, I, I know I was concerned about it, because I was like, did did his little sis get taken down and, like, eaten, like, in the Korean movie The Host? And, like, no, thankfully, <laughs> like, after he, like, you know, kind of slashes the guy up and everything and explodes, like, his tendrils or whatever, then it's like you see, like, there's like five people or six people or something. So it's like he, he rescued all the other, you know, victims and everything. So that I was kind of like, okay, good. Like, she's okay. Like nothing horrible happened to little sis and he doesn't have to spend like 30 episodes agonizing over her or searching for her, like in like say ZZ Gundam or something. You know, I was wondering if that was going to happen or not. If it was like a Japanese trope or like, Big brothers always have to like search for their little sisses for like forty episodes or whatever. But at least in this episode, it appears that's not the case. And then and I guess instead of Rita making her monster grow, I guess Baron String has his own enlarging bomb. I actually, so it's, that, really, it's really funny. Unless I'm wrong, Justin, 
isn't the enlarging bomb that Baron String uses, isn't that the same kind of grenade that Lord Zed throws at his monsters? Yeah, I guess they had to like try and match that up. And unless I'm wrong, I think the thing Lord Zed throws is like once he's once it's in the air, it's like CG, and then they just cut to like oh, you yeah. know they would just cut to like Baron String, like he's like, oh, I'm gonna grow big, and then he would just throw the bomb. But yeah, yeah I guess. It, it, it's basically just a sphere with a smaller sphere on it, and they take the small sphere off and get big. So, yeah. yeah. It's not, then, it's not uh, overly complicated, yeah. Yeah, and then Ryu summons Ruseo, who is one of my favorite favorite mechs. He's basically like, you know, Shenlong, only a mech. And he, like, I always thought this was really cool. Like, he uses his little gun to, like, make a little laser whip. And he, he basically just, like, he rides on its head like Goku would or something. And he, he even has, like, yeah. a little... He'll, a little mount for his feet to, like, hold him in place so he doesn't fall off. But, like, I was like, man, that's really cool. Like, it's a shame they never got to use that footage in Power Rangers. I mean, you get, like, the White Ranger summoning the white, you know, Tiger Zord, and then it always goes out of control, as, you know, Tony pointed out. But, like, sometimes you'll get to see, you know, Tommy riding on top of the white Tiger Zord, which is cool. But, like, I think this is, like, much better looking. Yeah. I always like how in the in the Sentai versions of things, I always feel like, you get to see more of a logical progression of how, like, they summon their zords and then how they actually, like, in some cases, like in this case, there's not a cockpit, but there is kind of like an area, kind of like if he's, you know, riding a sandworm in Dune or something, you know, there's an area for him to yeah. to sort of mount his steed or what have you. But I, I guess what my point was, was I always liked that, that shot with the laser whip and showing how he gets up there because it always felt like to me in Power Rangers, even though they they – you know, used some of the Japanese footage, I would always be like, yeah, one minute they're on the ground, and the next minute they're just like, Ayaw! and then they're in the fucking cockpit. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, how how did that happen exactly? <laughs> you know, but, like, in a lot of the Sentai shows, they, they actually sort of have a couple scenes that show you that, you know, as opposed to just being like, Ayaw! and then they're <laughs> fucking in the... Or in the mech or whatever. It, it it sort of ends on a cliffhanger, but I don't think it's a typical American cliffhanger. I mean, usually the cliffhanger would kind of leave you hanging in the sense that, you know, maybe some character was in jeopardy. I mean, I guess they're in jeopardy because obviously, you know, Baron String has used the enlarging bomb and he's grown and everything. But it, it kind of seems like, but we're cool too because I, I think it would have made more sense to end it, like at least if it was an American show, they would have ended it on like, oh, he just grew really big. Now what do we do next yeah. episode? You I, know, whereas in this, it's kind of like they go through the whole thing to like, I don't know if they're like busy selling like Ruseo toys or whatever, but like it's like, oh, Larry, you know, Japanese Larry, you got to have the, <laughs> the dragon in this one. Cause we got to sell the, the Bandai model Japanese Larry. And he's like, do it, you know, or whatever. Because cause then, they, you know, they introduce the, the Ruseo, and it's like, I, I kind of feel like, okay, well, it is to be continued, but I, I, I don't feel quite the same sense of dread because I'm like, I think I think Ruseo yeah. has this covered, you know, like I think. I think well, I, I have a question actually, uh, Justin. I don't know if you know, if you do, that would be really impressive. If not, I'm not going to fault you for it. But for the premiere, did they do that kind of thing where they show two episodes back to back? Because, like, American shows do that. But I don't know how Japanese airs their programming. And then later on, they just made it that way in case they re-aired the episodes to do a, a to-be-continued thing. Or do you know? No, this was, like I said, this the first episode was, like, February 19th, I believe. And then the next episode was February 26th. Okay, so it was, like, legitimately to-be-continued, yeah. Yeah, typically in Japan, you would have, you know, whether it's Kamen Rider or Super Sentai, it would be almost weekly. Like, you would have a break for... 
you know, sometimes like right now, usually you'll have a like, break for like there's some kind of golf tournament. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know why that takes precedence, but it's like you'll have a week off for that. And then throughout the rest of the year, you might have three or four weeks spread out over that year where there won't be a new episode. But, you know, typically it's a new episode every week. They did show the Iron Ranger bikes in this episode. Yeah, they they kind of did like a weird carry thing when he lands in their headquarters because the bikes start running around on their own, and I was kind of <laughs> like, I don't know what's up with that, but I, I I'm you know I won't wait and await any explanations that are forthcoming in future episodes. You know. Yeah, bikes are really big in Japan. Like motorcycles are a thing. Like like you know, common rider and all that. So. Like, over here, like, the Power Rangers motorcycles aren't really a big deal. They're like, oh, more toys to sell. But apparently they're, like, the main transportation when they don't have their robots to get around on, so. I I never really understood this. I mean, it makes sense for Common Rider to have a motorcycle, and most of them do. But, like, it seems like, it, not every Sentai series, but, like, since, like, the 80s until now, it's, like, every Sentai series, it's, like, they all have to each have some kind of, like, motorcycle and I don't get yeah. it because they don't they don't use them a whole lot like actually you'll see more of the motorcycles in Die Ranger than you will like any other series that I can think of right now except maybe Go Busters or something huh yeah just a Japanese thing I guess I don't know it's just it's just they like motorcycles I don't know who knows it's also kind of funny we we're talking about like and this is just another throwback we were talking about the bike gang earlier and, like, how they get on bikes and stuff like that. The actual opening credits for Die Ranger is, like, showing them being all, like, their character then being a ranger. And then they flash at them riding bikes on the street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the bikes seem to be a pretty big part of the opening and closing, I guess, credits, you might say. Yeah, they're, they're big on bikes on this show. I have, I have no idea, but... <laughs> I, and Justin had mentioned this earlier. Get used to everyday objects being villains in this series. This is where a lot of the everyday objects came from in Power Rangers, right? Yep. You'll also see, like, trying to think what else is ahead. Like, there's a telephone monster, like, the earring and necklace monster. Like, Pachinko I mean, head? Uh, yeah, Pachinko head is in this, yep. Ooh, You'll totally get to see, like, you know... Undiluted is Sentai Pachinko Head. Raw Pachinko Head. <laughs> Uncut. Yeah. Full of it. I guess the only thing I would say is, again, this is, this is you know, a little bit more, slightly more mature than Power Rangers. Not a lot, though. There's, like Derek said, you know, like Baron String is like, come on, baby. You know, there's these really weird moments of humor and, like, kind of amusing I don't know. Just it's just kind of funny at some points. I don't know. It's yeah, I, I think there is a lot of element of things that are sort of comical or farcical, if you will. You know, whether it's the the way they kind of you know jump out of the way of cars or just kind of the way the the villains kind of act, whether they're dudes in biker shorts or you know kind of guys in doing suit acting in in these monsters or whatever. Yeah. Also, there's, there's, I think one of the really interesting things about this is, like, at least in the first episode, I don't know if it's going to change as the show progresses, the change, like, sequence isn't really played up. Like, I know we were just talking about Gosager, Gosager or whatever, and there's, like, this, you know, long, drawn-out, like, you know, like, you know, Gosager Blue, Gosager, you know, like, Gose, you know, Gose Angels and all this. This is pretty quick. They're, like, wrapped up in tentacles, and they just, like, Bam, change color, you know, and they're in their suits, you know? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, I don't think there is a 
extended morphing sequence. You know, some shows usually, like like in this first episode, typically they'll have an individual extended morphing sequence that they'll reuse sporadically. But usually, like if it's like quick action, quick ac- action, they'll just like do their move, and then it's like you know, bam, they're morphed. But I don't. I think they just you know go you know. You know, inch and da, and then they just morph. It's like a flash of light, and they're in their suits. Huh, that's kind of cool. I, I I kind of appreciate that more because, like Derek said, it makes the action more fast paced. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, sometimes when you've got like long. when you've got like some kind of elaborate sequence, like I don't know. I always think of light speed rescue morphing. It's like you you take the person, yeah. and it's all like CG. It's like them in some kind of corridor, and the shield wraps around them, and then their helmet goes on, and the little mouthpiece and the helmet goes over on them and then the windshield glass and the helmet goes on or whatever i'm like this kind of like slows down the action it's like if you're like in a life or death battle against purse monster or whoever you're fighting it's like well i'm gonna take a break and i gotta morph and you know 30 30 seconds later or whatever it's like okay back to the action like 30 seconds doesn't sound like a lot but you're like okay this kind of slowed down for me yeah it's like yeah i guess guess it depends on how I, I, yeah, I guess it depends on how seriously you take that sequence. Like, either you suspend your disbelief yeah. and just pretend the morphing occurs as we're seeing it in Die Ranger, but, like, to our audience eye, we get to see, like, this slowdown of it for, like, 30 seconds or something. Like, I mean, I, I, I would think that's the only way you can rationalize it is it's a trope, but then it's a, if you want to explain the trope, you just say, look, man, like, this actually takes a nanosecond, but we get to see it slowed down in, like, 30 seconds, you know, or something like that. That's my thought. I mean, just that, that it's probably just one of those, you know, like, oh, this fight took five minutes, you know, thing. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of, this planet will explode in five minutes. You know, and, and, and but meanwhile, we have to watch, like, 20 seasons of Dragon Ball Z of five minutes, you know. So it's like, I, I think it's just one of those things where it, it, it's really going fast, but we just get to see it in a slowed-down fashion for, you know, aesthetic purposes or whatever. One of the things I like about Space Sheriff Gavin is when you get his henshin sequence, he just, he basically just, there's like a flashlight and he's transformed. But what they do, it's like the narrator will cut in and he's like, you know, Space Sheriff Gavin changes in 0.5 seconds. Let's take a look at that again. And it shows you this, like, extended sequence where he's, like, you know, he calls forth morphing. And it's, like, this beam of light comes from his spaceship. It envelops him. And it's, like, it goes to, like, this weird 80s, like, CGI, like, computer techie-looking thing. And then he's, like, surrounded in light. And then he's he's in the suit. And they do that every episode. I always thought that was kind of neat. It's, like, they... Oh, yeah. It's like Derek was saying. They're like, "Here's what happened in those 3.5 seconds <laughs> that you didn't see." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the best way I think you can take it, you know, and not you know sort of rack your brain too much about it. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool that they actually you know pretty much instantaneously did that. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But yeah, yeah. I mean, from a strictly just time frame perspective of the actual show, like, if you feel like the transformation sequence actually affects the flow of action on screen as you're watching, well, then I guess that could become more of a significant problem than the, you know, I guess, fictional time slow. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a real-world thing at that point, then, if you're like, wait, i I got to wait 20 minutes before this guy can, like, finish his karate chop? Like, you know, 
It's like, you know, like you do a mid-morph sequence, and the guy's like, ayo, <laughs> and he's about to karate chop some guy, and like 20 minutes later, he morphs into like the guy, and then finally delivers the blow. Well, then I could see why it would, you know, uh, yeah, interrupt yeah. the, the audience's flow of, of, of motion and stuff. Yeah, and, and again, just to reiterate, just in case, I know we've said it once or twice or three times as far as different references, but yeah, this this is pretty much Power Ranger Season 2 as we got over here, but we, you know, do have, like, a different look, and it is a different show totally. It's not just, you know... So this is this is the show where they will use the Thunder Megazord, yeah. then. I mean, I guess for, you know, people who watch the American Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. You're you're getting you're you're getting the lost season. There's like two lost seasons. There's this one, and then there's what's the ninja one, uh, Justin? Kaku Ranger. That's where Kaku. you were talking about Master Vile. Like that's where he's from. Ah, that's what he's from. Okay, okay, my bad. But yeah, then you, then like remember the Alien Rangers listeners? If you do, those are the main suits they use in Taku Ranger, right, Justin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But we're not talking about that. We're just you know talking about a die range right now i'll i'll go first because i'm sure derek and justin have more thoughts about it i i liked it i thought it was really fun it had a lot of good beats to it as has been said before it's really fast paced you don't get bored with it the characters have good introductions you kind of get a, a grip on who each person is the villains are kind of silly but not it, it's, it's it's a really nice balance they're they're kind of silly but you still take them seriously they have like that nice kind of you know like Oh, they look silly. Oh, they're they're kind of kicking ass. So you know, you don't really have that, you know, like loss of suspension of disbelief. You actually can see these guys being badasses down the road. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good little show. I, I had a good time watching it myself. I the one thing I thought was interesting was, and I, I guess maybe this was just the the generation of copy maybe I watched, but it did seem I don't know why. It's like I know in my head I know it's from the '90s, and I know it's from. You know, a lot of the footage in this show was used on the American Power Rangers, but for some reason, like the the way the film looks, like it just I don't know, it looks, it, very it looks 80s. older to yeah. me. It looks eighties to me. Yeah, that's that's. It just looks like like it belongs in the eighties or something. Even though I know it was shot in you know nineteen ninety three, but or at least released in nineteen ninety three. I mean, maybe that's just you know one of those things like cuz it's it's still coming it's, off that it's decade it's a little but, washed out some of the film yeah yeah that's that's all like i not that it looks bad i just it just to me i was like wow this looks like it i don't know what it is it just felt more 80s to me like even if you compared them side by side i might be like oh well the you know die ranger looks like 80s and the Power Rangers season 3 looks like the 90s you know so i know that's kind of strange but that was kind of a uh, feeling I had as I watched it, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching more of this stuff and and kind of hearing you know about you know some of the stuff that Justin likes so much and who his favorite characters are and those kind of things. Yeah, I I think I've said this before, but if if I were to make a top ten list of like my favorite Sentai shows that I've watched, like Die Ranger would be somewhere in the top three. Like I really enjoy it. You know, you guys were talking about some of the more comedic aspects. Like it has, there's a lot of that. Like you know. Even outside of like you know keep it ranger being a pervert, but there's like these like three reoccurring characters like they show up like every five or ten episodes. Man, like every every time they do, like man, that those episodes have me rolling. Man, those episodes are great. But it, it's not yeah. just like it's not just 
it's all uh, comedy and lighthearted. Like, there's a lot of like serious story elements you're going to see later on. Like, whether it's you know Daigo dealing with you know a situation, or you know Rio Ranger like dealing something that's coming back to haunt him from his past. Like, you're like, uh, I don't, you know, I, on one hand, I like I want to like go ahead and tell you guys, but then I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Like, you're, you're going to find out on your own. Yeah, I, I do know you're talking about about the three enemies. I won't I won't spoil it either, but I I, I have read up a little bit. On uh, Ranger Central, I've read up a lot of the episode synopsis, and I forgot this is the the, the series that's in. So yeah, that that actually should be fun. I I'm, I look forward to seeing that like in live action. I'm happy with it. I'm, I enjoy watching this. All right. Well, I guess that's going to be it for our first installment of Super Sentai Saturdays. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. Peace. Deuces. That's a great theme song. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, baby! <laughs> <laughs>